Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Today is a very well-known Gemara for many reasons. First is the basic halachos of the mitzvah doraisa of Peru Urvu. And as well, because we're in the middle of Sfira and Hashem loves us, the famed story of Rabbi Akiba with the, uh, all the Talmidim, the 12,000 Zugos uh, pairs of Talmidim, uh, the famous story, and uh, of course, appropriately timed as we've already seen. Uh, on Shabbos, we had another beautiful Nishika Min HaShamayim that we finished learning the halachos of Zona. And literally, the pasuk we learned at Mincha three minutes later was a pasuk about the, the din of Zunos by Kohen Gadol. Just a lot of overlaps. That's right. So there was uh, quite a bit of overlap. So we're learning Maseches Yevamos Daf Samach Beis. Bar Hashem, we are over the halfway mark. Sadly, sadly, we're over the halfway mark. And we are starting at a fresh mission on the bottom of Samach Aleph, Amud Beis. Let us jump right in. A person who uh, does not yet have children, they are not allowed to be mevatel, the mitzvah doraisa puravu. So that means if one doesn't yet have children, then they should keep making an effort to fulfill that mitzvah. Beishamai omrim shnei zacharim. Beishamai says that one has fulfilled this obligation with two boys. Beishilol omrim zachar unekeva. Beishilol says no, that it has to be one boy and one girl. Shneemar zachar unekeva biraam. That it has to be a boy and a girl. Says the Gemara, there's two possible inferences from our Mishnah. Uh, well, let's learn both of them. The first possible inference of our Mishnah is, then yes, it's true that you should not, uh, you, you have no obligation to, to have children anymore once you have the right requisite number of children. But, but even if you fulfill the mitzvah, you still should uh, make every effort to be married. This actually supports the Shita the Rav Nachman Amar Shmuel. He says, One cannot make a calculated decision that they will not get married. Famous Pasuk, that it is not good for a man to be alone. And we're going to discuss elements of this tomorrow in tomorrow's daf based on famous Midrashim of Adam below Isha. If a person's not married, then what are some of the things that, uh, that they would need to supplement in their life? We'll get to that tomorrow. Last of the middle width lines, that was version one of the inferences of our Mishnah. Here's version two. Vika de Amre, if he does have children, which is really a fascinating jump that uh, there is room to make a deal like this, that in the event that one has already had children, that not only are they putter from the mitzvah of Peru or Vu, but they also don't have to marry. And says the Gemara, according to this inference, this would be a rejection of the Shita of Nachman or Shmuel, and says the Gemara, no, that's not correct. Lo, even within this second version, we still can understand Shmuel as follows. Lo, ain lo banim, no se isha bas banim. If you have no children, then yes, it's correct. You should marry a woman who's able to have children, correct? Because you still have the mitzvah pruervu, still shayach. Yesh lo banim, but if a man already has children, he was yose the mitzvah pruervu, no se isha delav bas banim. Then you should marry a woman who is even a woman who's not able to have children, but still, you should still be married. Nafkamina, fascinating nafkamina. Nafkamina between these two cases of having of marrying a woman who's able to have children versus marrying a woman who's not because of your whether or not one would sell a safer Torah for the sake of children. What is this talking about? Take a look at Rashi, six, seven lines from the bottom of the page. We're on the bottom of Samach Aleph of the base. Rashi says, only to marry a woman who's able to have children because you have yet to fulfill the mitzvah of Pruervum. 
But if a man has already fulfilled the mitzvah of pruervu and he wants to get married, but he doesn't have enough money, he's not allowed to, to sell a safer Torah for that. At that point, he should marry anyone, uh, who, a woman who is uh, already uh, already an akara, she's not able to have children, or a zakena. Fascinating. This is a fascinating distinction. But that's how we would understand version two of the Gemara, uh, with this split hakira, that if a person has yet to fulfill the mitzvah pruavu, they should marry a woman who's still fertile and still of age to have children. And if a person has already fulfilled that mitzvah, he can marry anyone, and the nafkamina is selling a safer Torah. Beishamai, we're two lines from the bottom on Samach Al Amid Beis. We're going to see a couple of different versions. Um, of our Mishnah, but this one uh, is uh, is just a commentary on our Mishnah, and halfway down on the next level, we'll see some different shitas about how many children one is obligated to have. What is the reason why Beishamai say two boys? Yalfin and me Moshe. Moshe had two boys. He had, uh, he had two kids. Moshe Gershom And then he didn't have any more kids. So obviously, Moshe, who knows everything about halacha, Moshe uh, thought that you only had to have two kids. We'll have to see if that's actually accurate, but that's what Beishamai thought. Beishamai learns from the creation of the world. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi mibriyaso shel olam adam v'chava. Okay, we'll get into what that means a little bit later, but he basically says the world was created with Adam and Chava. Only those two would be able to proliferate, to bring more children into the world. Two Zacharim don't help, two women don't help. In the beginning of the world, they needed a male and a female, and that's the core of the Machlokas Beishamai Beishel. Beishamai says two because of Moshe, Moshe had Gershom and Eliezer, and Beishel says because Adam and Chava were the first two in the world. You could say that it was almost just Adam. The way I hear what I hear what you're saying, and, and there are sheetas like that. We'll see in a little bit. The Gemara is going to frame that as one of the options for Beis Hillel a little bit later, not within our Mishnah, but within another Brisa. We'll see that in a little bit. Ubeishamai, bottom line of Samach Aleph and Beis Beishamai, lil fei shalolam. Why wasn't Beishamai willing to learn like Beis Hillel that Adam and Chava were created in, in the beginning? Granted, as Danny points out, subsequent to one another, not at the same time. But still, why doesn't he learn there from there? Because says the Gemara, Beishamai gives a svara. Ain done in Efshar, Efshar. You can't compare the case of Moshe where he was choosing how many kids to have versus the creation of the world where we needed to have a male and a female. So because by Bria Sa'olam, we needed to have a male and a female. So that's not, you can't bring a raya for the mitzvah pruervu from the beginning of the world because we needed a male and a female to, in order to continue the generation. So that's not a raya from Bria Sa'olam. And then says the Gemara on the top of Samach Be'ez Aleph, top line of Be'ez Hillel Nami, Lil Fumi Moshe. Why doesn't Be'ez Hillel learn Be'ez Shammai's rule? So Amar Lach Moshe, Midaite Hudavad. Moshe made the decision to stop having children on his own, <laughs> says the Gemara. The Tanya, we have a crazy Brisa. What is the Brisa, right? Wow. These are scary times. You got to have big shoulders to be a Moshe Rabbeinu because Moshe made three decisions on his own and he knew he was right and it ended up being that he was right. What are those three things? The first is this sugya, Piresh Min Ha'isha. He separated from Tzipora even though they only had two children and they were both boys. He separated from, uh, from Tzipora from, uh, earlier than probably anticipated. Veshiber Haluchos, which he was also praised for. Vehosif Yomechad. 
And he also added one day to the Shlosh Esimei Hagbala because the Torah only says that uh, that you have to separate yourselves Hayom Umachar, and he we we separated three days. So we'll learn about all three of these. So let's get into our case first. We're on Samach Beis Aleph, five lines down. Pireish Min Ha'isha, my Darash. What was his Svara? Amar Moshe had the following Svara: Uma Yisrael Shelo Dibra Imahem Shchina Elalefisha. The Jewish people only spoke or were spoken to by the Shekhinah in one moment in time. The Kavalahemzman, and there was a kvias of when it would happen. It would happen by Harsinai, it would happen on Vav Sivan, whatever the date was. Amra Torah, and for them it says, Al Tikshu El Isha, that they needed to abstain and to be away from their spouses. So then Moshe declared about himself, Ani who speaks to me whenever he wants to. It's not only at, at appointed times, it's whenever it happens. The Lokavalizman, and I don't have a set time. It's whenever Kodesh Baruch Hu needs me, he beckons. That's how it is. Allah has come of a kama. A beautiful svara to say that he must therefore separate from his wife. I. What about the mitzvah of Ona? Okay, these are shilas that need to be asked. But he made this svara, and how would we know that Kodesh Baruch Hu agreed with him? Says the Gemara: Be skima We know that his das was the same as what a Kodesh Baruch Hu had wanted. Shneemar after Harsinai lechem or lehem shuvu lachem leoholechem. Tell all the Jews to go back to their tents, an implication of intimacy. However, you stay here with me. It's a beautiful raya from the Pasuk. That's a richer understanding of the Pasuk too. It's not a logistical comment of send everybody home and you stay, I have to talk to you. No, it was a deeper message that you are different than everybody else. And therefore, because I can, I, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, can come to you, Moshe, whenever I want, it's below Zman, I can, whenever I want. So therefore, I'll teach you, Alisha, you should, you should separate from your wife. So that's why that's why there was a reticence to hold like this shita of, of Moshe because Beishamai is like that case is not a normal case so that's, that's what Beishamai was of the opinion that it is Moshe and Beishel is like I can't, I can't learn from there I can't, it's a different case it, it, was, it had to do with Nevuah there was an interference, it's not a clean case to learn from, anyways that's story number one that Moshe made a decision on his own and he ended up being right here's story number two Shiberes Aluchos my Dorash, what was the svara that Moshe went through in order to decide to break the luchos? Important to note, it was a calculating decision of Moshe to break the luchos. It wasn't done berogez. It wasn't done like impulsively. It was a calculating decision. What was his decision? Omar, Uma Pesach, just like the Korban Pesach, Shu Echad Meshesh Meos, Vishloshesre Mitzvos, that's only one of 613 in there. Omar to Amra Torah, the Torah says, called Ben Nechar Lo Yochalbo, that if you're an outsider, you can't benefit from it. Ha Torah Kula Israel Mumarim. When you're talking about the entire Torah, you're talking about the Jews literally worshiping Avodah Zarah as he comes down the bottom of the mountain, which is representative of a Torah Kula. Israel Mumarim, and the Jewish people are brazen faith. They're saying to Kodesh Baruch Hu, we're not keeping this law. Allah has Kama Vekama, they can't have the Luchos. The Svar in the Gemara is not so clear as to what is that called Ben Nechar Lo Yochalbo. So, therefore, I'm going to break the Luchos. Interesting Svar. Requires some requires a Dune, requires a little bit of work. But, anyways, the Gemara says that he was right. How do we know he was right? Third of the way down, and the word Asher sounds a lot like the following word. So the Mephoshim explain that when it says Asher Shibarta, it's not just saying Asher, it's Ye Asher Shibarta. You did a great job, Moshe, great uh, educational move to drop those luchos. What was the third thing that Moshe did? 
that a Kodesh Baruch Hu agreed with him. So the Gemara says, Hosif yom echad midaito. He added an extra day to the amount of time that husbands and wives needed to separate from one another prior to receiving the Tartar Sinai. My Dorash. The Drasha was as follows. The Pasuk says, That's all the Torah said. You need to separate. You need to make yourselves holy for today and for tomorrow. Hayom, what was Moshe's Farah? Hayom is kimachar. Today is like tomorrow. Ma machar lelo imo. Af hayom lelo imo. Just like tomorrow, it is a day with its night. Af hayom lelo imo. So to today should be a day with its night. But we already lost. He was told during the day on Wednesday, Moshe was told this line, it was Wednesday during the day. They already lost the night prior because the Jewish night starts the night before. So therefore, so he says, well, since you told me Wednesday during the day and we don't have Wednesday night and it's you don't mean Hayom today. You mean Thursday and Friday. And Taka, we know it's true that that's the case. Because when did this all happen? When did Harsinai take place? On Shabbos. That the Shechina only came down on Harsinai on Shabbos. And therefore, we see a Raya Brura that when Moshe made a cheshben to make three days of preparation, the Shloshe Simei Hagbal, as we refer to them, which really doesn't fit in the Pashuk shot of the Psukim, because the Psukim say, You only have to repair for two days. Moshe said, I hear you, but because it's Wednesday during the day and we don't have the night prior, Tuesday night, which is really halachic Wednesday, you couldn't have meant today. And he was right. And he was right. That's when the Shechina came down. So all of this is to explain the, the base machlokes of our Mishnah, which is, do we say two boys or do we say a boy and a girl? Machlokes, Beis Shammai, Beis Hillel. Beis Shammai follows Moshe. Beis Hillel follows Briyas Olam. However, there are other brysos that indicate other shitas of the Tanaim that we just learned. For example, halfway down on Samach Beis Medal, Tanya, the Brysa writes, Reb Nassan Omer, Reb Nassan seemingly was a Talmud of Reb Shimon, Beis Shammai Omer, Shnei Zacharim, Ushtei Nekevos. Mm-hmm. Four kids, two boys, two girls. In this case, doesn't change. So the Gemara only picks on the unique Shita. Why does Rav Nassan have a different understanding of Rav Shimon? Says the Gemara. You're correct. Thank you. Why does Rav Nassan have a different understanding of Hevel? And it says, Hevel va'achoso. Hevel and his sister, and Kain Ba'achoso. So the diuk here, it's not clear from the Gemara, but it's es achiv es hevel. It's the extra word of es. So it says the Gemara, uchsiv, it also says, So what we see from here is that there must have been uh, Kain and then a sister, and then Hevel and then a sister. That's two boys, two girls. What is the contrasting Ashita against Beis Shammai, hold the Shita Beis Hillel? Beis Hillel says all that was happening here was, oh, do you who He was just being thankful that he had another child. It wasn't about uh, the number of kids, so therefore they still hold their opinion. Beis Hillel still holds one boy and one girl unchanged. But another Brisa with the same person's name changes still further. Tanya Idach, Reb Nasan Omer, Beis Shammai Omrim Zachar Unikeva. Now, this shita we haven't seen yet. It's a flip. Here, Beis Shammai is holding what we what used to be Beis Hillel shita. Beis Hillel omrim o zachar o nekeva, like Reb Dani was saying earlier. Omar Rabba, my time is Reb Nasan Beis Hillel. What a very unique shita. We already understand how we can get zachar o nekeva. Let's talk about the shita we've never learned before. That this new version of Beis Hillel in the third in the third Mari Makom, the third uh, source in the Tanaim that we're seeing here on this topic, where it says the Beis Hillel holds one or the other. So what's the svara? Shneimar lo sohu vira'ala shevas yitzara. That you, you, you cannot leave the world desolate. And having one child, you did your job. You did your job. 
doesn't bring the Marimakam you would have thought, which is that Adam was born. That would have been the perfect match for what you were saying, but it doesn't matter. The point is, Lashavas Yitzara, you can't leave the world desolate. We talk about this nowadays, like the, the population rate to make sure the death rate and the birth rate is like 2.1 kids. We're not talking about that. That's not the din of Lashavas Yitzara. The din is to have one child. That's all that it is. It may not be Pruervu. That's a separate child, right? We have, other, we have two competing halachos. One is Pruervu, and the other is Lashavas Yitzara. Okay, anyways, the Gemara says over here that it could be that Basil is of the opinion that only one child is sufficient. Isn't classic Lashavas though? Sort of the opposite of it, where we don't say one is like great. Usually, with Shabbos, I thought is Shabbos have a lot of kids. Have a lot of kids, even for the goyim. Correct. Even for the goyim, I also have a responsibility to populate the world, even if not a mitzvah. Right. That's usually but isn't it usually going into more than one? Yeah. Let's let's ask the question this way. Let somebody has the most machmershita so far that we've seen is two boys and two girls. Let's say they have five boys and five girls. Is there a mitzvah to have more kids? So Shabbos Yitzara, that would be the mitzvah of having more kids. Wait, that's say, that's to say in Mosohu, where did I see it? Mosohu vera, lo baro lama los asukin bi yeshivu shel olam. So if you have one kid, we're all sick. Or you could argue if you have your 11th kid, you're still being all sick. true, but you can't say one isn't. You're, you're 100%. Right. So I, that's what I'm asking is in a vacuum, if you fulfilled, if you check the box of pru or vu, but you have more kids beyond that. So then, if I mean, you can't pass him from the Gemara, but if the mitzvah of La Shabbos is a unique mitzvah, then that means that every child is a mitzvah. Not, then at least, I think that at least, is, least. Is, is continuation of, yeah. I think this is all besides the fact that we have decimated our own population over the last 50 years. Uh, Rabbi Robinson from the pulpit, he's been speaking about it a few times. Okay, fine, not another time. Anyways, Itmar, the Gemara says, last short line on Samach Beis. This is uh, these are these are complex sugyas. whatever halachic marriages prior to when you're a goy. Okay, let's assume they're they're secularly married and they have children. And then miniskayer, do you have to have more kids, or did you already fulfill pru or vu? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan Omer Ki and Piri Rabbi you're done. Unbelievable shita, and seemingly the way we paskin. Look around, his kid, he has kids, and if he's going to be Megayer, then they're Yiddish kid. So everything's fine. He did his, he did his job. I, they weren't born as Yidin, no, but you still, you fulfilled the mitzvah of Pruervu. This gets into the lundus of Pruervu. Like, is Pruervu birthing? Or is it numbers? You have to like get into the lumdus and see what's going on. Fine. Rish Lakishamar, no, Lokim Perivarivya. Why? Amazing Svara. Gershani's guy are kikatan You're not the same person. Gershani's guy kikatan no shinoladami. What you did before, it's clean slate. It's clean slate. Are they your kids, Bichlau? Right? You can ask these like tough halachic shilas. Fine. So those are the two sheetas. They're actually, both of their sheetas are lishitasa. And the Gemara is going to be bothered in a minute that these two sources almost seem identical. So we just learned the machlokas of Yochanan Meshlakish. We're going to see it again in a, only a slightly different frame. To Itmar, the Amorayim discuss. Let's say that you were worshipping other religions and you converted. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, party line. Ein lo bechor lenachala. The child from before, he's not your Bechor Lenachala. Dehahavale Reishis Ono. Done. Because the Reishis Ono was born as a goy. Says the Gemara, Reish Lakish Amar. What? The current child. If you have another child, have another child it's a okay. zero because the first child was born as a goy. I didn't say it, but you're right. I left out that line. But it, the first, the Reishis Ono is done. 
And we already know what Reish Lakish is going to say because he's a Gershonese character. Katan Shnol Dami Reish Lakish Amar No Yesh Lo Bechor Lanachlav. He has another kid now in the new in the new frame. He's a Yid now. He gets married. Kedas Moshe Yisrael. He has a baby. Then Yesh Bechor Lanachlav. Why? Because Gershonese character Katan Shnol Dami clean slate, clean break, and that kid gets a Pishnai. Yeah. The kids from before don't get anything. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. He ruins the Bechor because the, the guy, his firstborn non Jewish child was Rashi's Ono, which is interesting because, but, but again, he's not a Gershon. He's, he, he doesn't hold like Rashi Lakish. He, he, he has a different Svara of how to utilize Gershon. He's got the Shnulism. It is the obvious question. He certainly has to agree Gershon. He has to give a different application. Right, correct. But, uh, that requires more research. We're going to discuss this more a little bit today, but still, I don't know. I think I think our natural brains are right, but I'm saying we're. It's very. Uh, it's easier for us to to embrace Rish Lakish's sheet of ger like clean break. We've discussed it already. If you if you're um, if you have a bunch of children as a non-Jew and you convert, can you marry your own children? And can you you know are there any isurim in the, in that frame because they're no longer the same? If they convert, also you're not related. You're not related. So now the Gemara is bothered by the fact that these two sources, while granted have they have a little bit of different content, the first one was more of a clean cut question and answer of whether or not there's pru or vu if you convert with your family. And the second one was about um, was about Bukhor Lanachala. So the Gemara says Vitzricha. We're five, six lines into the wide line Samach base. Ahmed Aleph. Bitzricha. We actually need both of these cases. If we only had the first case. So then that because they were his kids originally, then we have proof. But when it comes to Nachala, he might agree and say, as it relates to the Bechor Nachala Sugya. That's possible he'd agree. Therefore, we needed both cases. If we only had the case of Bechor Nachala, maybe only their Reish Lakish was of the opinion that Ger Shinis Gar Kotan Shinolatami, in the first case, we needed both cases because they easily could have been misconstrued. The second case has way more specificity in speaking about Bechor Nachala. The first case was very broad, just about Pru or Vu. Not all the applications of the mitzvah Pru, and it, one doesn't feed the other necessarily. So, because it's not obvious that Pru or Vu, therefore, would indicate what the din should be by Bechol Anachala, so we needed both cases to make sure we knew who held what. Eisve, the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan Reish Lakish, a question to Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish was of the opinion that Ger, Shaniz Ger, Kekotan, Shnoladam. It's a total cut. They're not my kids. So says the Gemara, what about the Pasuk? The Pasuk reads, Ba'esahi Shalach Berodach Baladon Ben Baladon Melech Bavel. So that's what the Gemara says, Bechule. It seems to be, and these are Goyesha kings, that they have generations, Baladon, Ben Baladon, right? We have, they have Yichus. We said Rish Lakish holds Ger, Ger, Shaniz Ger, there is no Yichus, because he held that they were, that's a zero. There's no Purubu, those, those aren't your kids. They're biologically your kids, but it doesn't really matter that they're your kids in regards to Purubu. So how, what does Rish Lakish say? Rish Lakish would answer, Amar When they're Goyim, within the realms of Goyim, we need to know who's who, because we actually have Dinim of Arayos, but Goyim within Goyim, it's Shev Mesos Bnei Noach. However, Nizgairu, once they convert, that's an irrelevant frame of reference. That Ben so and who cares doesn't matter. Once you convert, your old your old yichus is gone. Omar Rab, 
and maybe a different name here, just uh, might be Omar Rabbi Abba, no, but that's for historical purposes. Hakol modim be'evet she'en lochai. So if a person's in Evet, then his family tree is irrelevant. And Eliezer was there. Donkeys, we don't care who, uh, who and where they come from. And they're not, uh, that, that's the same is true with Eliezer. Very interesting. Do you, is that true? Eliezer's Yichus was irrelevant. Okay. That's what the Gemara says. Mesri, the Gemara has another kasha. Ulitziva chamisha sar bonim. The Esrim Avadim. This was the Eved of Mipiboshes, and it says, "Look at this. He had all of this progeny. We seem to see, we seem to see that by an Eved, we do care about their progeny because the the, the Tanakh stipulates that he had fifteen sons and twenty slaves." Kipar ben Bakar. And as much as it was saying that there's a calf to, to its mother, that's all that was happening here. We don't really care about the fact that there. So says the Gemara. That's great. Why didn't we give this answer before? A couple of lines ago, when we asked our first question about Rish Lakish, we quoted about Baladan Ben Baladan, and we said, oh no, when you're a Goy, your Yichus matters. But when you convert, your Yichus doesn't matter. And then we said over here, Kippar Ben Bakar. Say the same thing over there. Why don't you say the same exact thing? It's a great answer. We don't care about their Yichus. It says, we couldn't. Shiny Hasam is different over there in the case of Baladan Ben Baladan because the Yachsin Hu Bishmaihu Bishma De Avuhon, because there the Pasuk took the extra time to say, Oh, no, it's been this and been that. There's Baladan, Ben Baladan. There, the, 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 the Tanakh was explicit about it, so we couldn't ignore it. But the Hacha, in the case of Tziva, who was the Evid of Mipiboshes, it just says, in general terms, Chamisha, Sarbanim, Esrim, Abadim, therefore, Vahacha, Lomafarish. That's a strange answer. Either we care about Yuchus or we don't care about Yuchus, but the Gemara seems to say that by an Evid, they are Kippar ben Bakar, and by a Goy, then we do care about their Yuchus, but only in as much as they're going. Once they convert, we don't care anymore. Another answer, So there's other psukim to indicate that we in fact do care about the yichus of ben achar ben in regards to God. Itmar, these are the saddest of cases. A person has children and the children pass away. Rav Huna Amar, were you yotze the mitzvah pruervu? Says the Gemara, the Huna says, Kaim Peri Verevya. Wow, that's uh, okay. You brought you brought children into the world, Rahman Latsan, they pass away, you're Yotze. Rav Yochanan Amar Lokian, you did not fulfill the Pasch like Rav Yochanan. We'll see why we pass like Rav Yochanan by the top of the next page. Rav Huna Amar, Kaim, what is the reason why you have fulfilled? The mitzvah deraisa of pruervu, if you have children and Rahman al-Islam, those children pass away. Mishum de Ravasi. Dama Ravasi, ain ben David ba. Ad So it says the Gemara that Ben David will not show up until all of the neshamos that are in quote unquote goof have been fully um, given to this world. Rashi, we wouldn't have thought it without seeing him writing it. Rashi says, last Rashi on the page, time of the period of Revi Mishum Ravasi. The reason why Ravasi says there is this mitzvah purvu is Vahai Kevan did not al yado that this guy who's having children, he's taking neshamas min neshamas shabaosa otsar from a particular storehouse of neshamas sheshmo, quote, goof. Harekim mitzvah's period of The kiyum of the mitzvah purvu is to take one neshama and pull it from Goof, which is this storehouse of neshamas. Ben David will not show up until we pull all of the neshamas out of Goof. That's why Rav Huna says that you fulfill the mitzvah pruervu, because when that child is born, done. You've checked the box of Piri Verivya because you pulled the neshama from Goof, and therefore your Yotze, the mitzvah pruervu. It says the Gemara on the very uh, bottom line, 
uh, the Pasuk that supports this Shebeguf, Shinamar ki ruach milfana ya'atov. Again, this Pasuk is going to be a very deep level Pasuk, but that's the point, is that it's speaking about Guf. And says, uh, Rav Yochanan, I disagree. Rav Yochanan, I'm a low-key imperial Rivya. And if, if in fact a person had children and then the children were nebuch, they passed away, says the Gemara, Loshevis Yitzharaba Your job was to bring children and to populate the world. And it's an unfo- awful, unfortunate reality. But at the end of the day, you don't have a child that's living to, to, to bring other children into the world. Well, well, um, he, he's not even, it seems, he seems to be ignoring the goofs again right. entirely. Right. I don't know how he would treat that. That's a good question. The Gemara does not discuss that today. I don't know. But he, it, that's not what's driving him. Like, it appears from Rav Yochanan that, and, and to take it as far as it goes, that the only time you're Yote is if your child has a child. Because Lashevis means to populate the world. If you have a child and he never has children, so did you fulfill grandfather? Did you fulfill, according to Rav Yochanan, if you take his logic all the way to the end, Lachor, you're not Yote. Because Lashevis Yitzara, Vaha Lekha. That's what it seems. Say there, those are interventions. But if you look at it very dry in a vacuum, it seems that according to Rav Yochanan, you're not Yosef Purvu. And the father who had the son who never had kids was also not Yosef Purvu. Uh, that's uh, it's just what it seems. I'm not saying that on my own. It just seems that way from the Gemara. Mesa says the Gemara, hang on one second. Rahuna's opinion is very difficult. Top of Samach Beis and Beis. We're going to go uh, three lines into the middle with lines. The Brisa says, Banim Kibana. The grandchildren are like children. Why does Rav Huna need that? According to Rav Huna, if you have children, even if those children subsequently pass away, but you, you were Yotze already, so why do we need a brice of banim harem kibanim? It's very strange. Says the Gemara, we're, you're right, it doesn't mean a case of dying and then, and then they had kids and we count those other kids. Rather, kitanyu hayi lahashlem. What does it mean lahashlem? So Rashi says that if, you, if, they, if, if, let's say there's a grandfather generation, you have Yaakov is the father and Reuven is the, is the son. So Reuven only has one child. Reuven has one kid, not two. So then if Reuven has another child, then that grandchild can be his second, as it were, uh, in order to fulfill. So that's Yaakov. Second is one from each generation, his child and grandchild. Then you can fulfill. Mesve, another question against Rafuna, And with this, we will knock him out of the water. Not only does the Brisa say, Bnei but the rest of the Brisa says, Mes echad mehem. If Rahman al a child dies, or Shanimsa Siris, or he is sterile, lo kiyem, piri of a So we see explicitly the Brisa is not focusing on this idea of Neshamos Shebeguf. Because if it was, you would have been Yosei already. You pulled a goof. It doesn't matter, says the Gemara. That's not the case. And Rafuna has to be wrong. Tiyufta to Rafuna, Tiyufta. And therefore, we pass in the Dina, Rahman al-Islam, that if a person has children and the children pass away, that they are not Yosei, the mitzvah of Pruervu. And they would still, going back to our Mishnah, where we started, they'd be obligated to try again. Next. We had learned this idea of Bnei Banim Harem Kibanim, and we saw that within Ravuna that there was a possibility that a person could have, uh, let's say Yaakov, could have one son, Ruvain, and if Ruvain was his only child, and then Ruvain has a kid that they can pair together to be the mitzvah de Raisa of Pruervu for Yaakov. Where does this idea come from? Says the Gemara, Savar Abay Lememra, that if the son, if Ruvain has another son, you're Yotze, if Ruvain wasn't Ruvain, if it was a girl or a Michal, and if Michal had a, another girl, you're Yotze, if your daughter had a son, for sure. But if your son had a daughter, low, we would have thought not, that there was some degree of superiority to men, uh, that we prefer that that were to be the case, that the, the boy would be born. Says the Gemara, low, that's not, uh, sorry. Says the Gemara, Rava, Rava says back to Abai, 
no, we don't make this superior, superiority distinction between, between men and women. Even when we're deal, dealing with a case of Lahashlim where uh, the grandfather generation has one child and that one child has one, we don't care what the genders are. They are considered equal as it, as it relates to the mitzvah of Lahashlim, as long as you bring these two kids into the world, even if they're multiple generations, you're Yotze. To Kuli Alma Mihas, however, everybody seems to agree, Trey Michad Lo. Two from one person, that doesn't count. What is this talking about? Take a look at Rashi. Rashi Dibra Maskal, 10 lines down. Trey Michad, Behasheni Meis below Banim, Lokim Hazakin, period of Arivia. That if the second one died, if he has two kids and one died, you're not Yotz. If below, is that really true? They said to Rav Sheshes, you, need, you don't have enough kids. You got to go have more kids. He said, The sons of my daughter are my sons. Although the Gemara says that that's actually not what was going on. The Gemara says, who really Rav Sheshes was just brushing them off with a passing comment because he was sterile. He became sterile during the shear of Rav Huna. The Meforshim here discuss what is going on. Uh, we know a lot more science now than they did. The bladder is not located in the same location as the zera, as the testicles are not even in the same part of the body. They're relatively close, but not really near one another. And apparently no one would ever get up and shear during Rav Huna's shear. And if you had to go to the bathroom and you had to go so badly to the bathroom, it could lead to the possibility of becoming sterile. I don't know how this works out in science. I don't know. Is there such a thing? I've never heard of it. But that's what the Gemara seems to say. And he was sterile. Fine. Omar Lay. Rabba le Rava Barmari. Rabba says to Rava Barmari, Menaha Milsa da Amarabonan bene banim harehim kibanim. Where do we see this idea from that grandchildren can at all have an impact on Pruervu? So says the Gemara, if you want to say that it's from the story of where he's kind of taking credit, my daughter's sons, uh, some of them are some of the Shvatim, these are my kids, and uh, I'm such a Hashavazach. So it says the Gemara, Elamayat, if that's true, he also said, those weren't his direct progeny, that's for sure. So it says the Gemara, Hachinami, would we say that that's the case? No, of course not. He got the animals from him, he also got the children from him. So it's not, doesn't mean that they're actually halachically pru or vu grandchildren. Absolutely not. Ella says the Gemara, Mehacha. There was a man named Machir who was the father of Gilad. Machir had a daughter, and Chetron was intimate with her. Uh, they had a child. I always forget how to pronounce his name. S. Seguv. Yeah, they had a child named Seguv. And then it says, Uchsiv, Mini Machir Yardu Mechokakim. They became like uh, people who wrote Mechokakim. They were like halachic people. They wrote like they wrote laws. And then Uchsiv, Yehuda Mechokakim, that from in the Shevet of Yehuda. The problem is that Machir was from Shevet Menashe. How could you have a case scenario where the, where the, the generations below Shevet Menashe were referred to as Yehuda. So it must be, the Rishonu explained this, and before Shemu explained it, it must be that some female from Shevet Menashe married into Shevet Yehuda. So therefore we see that the grandchildren really are connected to the grandparents. Very good. So the Gemara brings a riot. And then the Gemara says, Masnis and our Mishnah must be the law of Karib Yoshua. Which part of our Mishnah is this talking about? Take a look at Rashi, a little bit more than a third of the way down. Rashi says, Dibra Maskal Masnisin, the Katani Elaim Kain, that uh, if we look back at our Mishnah, what's the Elaim Kain? That our Mishnah says that you are obligated to... Uh, to do the mitzvah puravu unless you had children. So let's see how Rabbi Yeshua holds on that. The Tanya, Rabbi Yeshua Omer, 
So a man should marry someone when he's young. And as well, you say you should busy knuso. You should also marry when he's older if he's not, not still married. How you so get kids when he was younger. And here's the deviation. That's a deviation from our Mishnah, because our Mishnah said you can stop. But this statement of Rabbi Huda seems to say you must continue to have kids. In the morning, you should plant seeds. And in the evening, you should not. Uh, rest your hands, meaning when you're married, when you're young, and then marry when you're older, have more kids. You don't know which kids are going to be the, the righteous ones, which kids are going to be the ideal ones, whatever that means. And therefore, you should have kids when you're young and kids when you're old. You're talking about with multiple wives, or what's he talking about? This is too many of wife, if you divorced or if wife one died, you should get married even when you're older and have more kids. That's what he's saying, which is against our Mishnah, because the fundamental point is not that. It's more that once you fulfill the Mitzvah of Purva, then you're done. That's what our Mishnah says. He says, no, when you're older, have more kids. Have more kids. And then Rabbi Akiva uh, learns this Pasuk totally differently. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Lama Torah Bialduso. If you learn Torah as a child, Yilmo Torah Biziknuso. You should also learn Torah when you're older. Hayulo Talmidim Bialduso. If you had Talmidim when you were younger, Yehulo Talmidim Biziknuso. Shnemar Baboker Zra Zarecha. Same exact Pasuk. And whereas Rabbi Yeshua learned it is that when you're younger, if you have kids, you should have kids when you're older, Rabbi Akiva says it's all about Talmud Torah. Amru, famous, famous Gemara, one of the more famous Gemaras in Shas, probably. Amru, Shnemasar Elif Zugim Talmidim Hayulo the Rabbi Akiva. What are the statistical odds that this is falling out when it's falling out? There's 2,711 Blatten Shas. I still, still in the middle of the Seches Yibamos. When was the last time? Did it, it's crazy. I don't know. It's it's not just two percent because it, it it doesn't happen every year. It happens infrequently. So okay. Rabbi Akiva had 12,000 pairs of Talmidim, 24,000. I don't know where Anti Paris is, but it sounds like Paris. Um, and I don't know if anybody knows where that is. I'd be curious to know where it is. But, anyways, it's actually punctuated as Anti Paris. Yeah, the art scroll, I, I looked it up because it says, I think it's Anti Paris, I'm pretty sure. The Chulan Mesu Beperek Echad. They all died in one parak in one time frame, because they did not treat each other with kavod. And the world was desolate. He went through the, the, the baboker zirah zarecha. He went through that. And then at a later part of his life, after his Talmidim died, he fulfilled the rest of the pasuk that ba'erev al tanach yadcha. What did he do? He taught Torah to the following people Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Lazar ben Shamua. Without them, we would be nowhere. These are the authors of the majority of Tanaic literature or a significant portion of Tanaic literature, certainly when you add in Rabbi Akiva as the Rabbi himself. Tana, the Bryce writes, first of the middle with lines, Kula Mesimi Pesach Varatzeris, the Tkufa in which we in which we are in, because they did not treat each other with the appropriate levels of respect, probably levels that we can't really fathom, because all of these people were remarkable people. And Amar Chama Bar Abba, Vitamar of Chia Bar Avin, Kula Mesu Misara. None of them died a regular death. They all died a terrible death. Maihi, what was the death that they died? Amar of Nachman Askara, they died 
from Oscar, which we all know is uh, some type of throat disease of some kind. So we're going to actually stop right here. We're going to we're still in the midst of the sugya pruervu, but let's just summarize the last piece that we learned, and that is that Rabbi Yoshua is not like our Mishnah. Rabbi Yoshua is of the opinion that even if a person's fulfilled the mitzvah pruervu, they should still continue having children into old age, as old as they can. That's what seems to be the case. Is that halacha lemaisa? I don't know. Ask your local Orthodox rabbi. And Rabbi Akiva, the only reason we're discussing that is because he he learned the same pasuk but in a different way about Torah, and therefore the story about the time of Sfira Omer, this parak of time. Wishing you all a beautiful night.